your heart, I follow your spirit. You are my master. You are my God. I hear your heart, I follow your spirit. You are my master. You are my I hear your voice, I follow your spirit, you are my master, you are my Lord. We hear your voice, we follow your spirit, you are our master, you are our Lord. We hear your voice, we follow your spirit, you are our master, you are our Lord, we hear your voice, we follow your spirit, you are our master, you are our Lord. We hear your voice, we follow your spirit. You are our master, you are our Lord. We hear your voice, we follow your spirit. You are our master, you are our Lord.
sit hear my voice and they follow me. Oh, we will not hear voices of strangers. We will follow your voice. We will follow your lead. We will follow. We will follow. We will follow. We will follow. You lead and we follow. We will not hear the voices of strangers. You are our master. You are our Lord. We will not hear the voices of strangers. Aliandi kayananis. We will not hear the voices of strangers. Ayenani kushadiande. Your voice we will hear, Jesus. Your voice we will respond to, Jesus. We will not hear the voice of strangers. We will hear your voice. We will hear your voice. We are your servant. You are our shepherd. We are your servant. You are our shepherd. We are your servant. You are our shepherd. We are your shepherd. You are our shepherd. We are your shepherd. You are our shepherd. We hear you and we follow. 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 
don't have a choice So whatever you want, I will want I will want it with you, my Lord I am a new shot, I I am your sheep, you are my shepherd You are free to lead me You are free to lead me You are free to lead me I am your ship You are my shepherd You are free to lead me Oh, You are my Lord In this crazy world uh, In this crazy world Jesus, you are my God You are my Lord You are my Lord In this crazy world I say you are my Lord In this crazy world You are my Lord In this crazy world You are my Lord Say I hear your voice I the job of every worshiper. Your job is to follow. You do not have a choice in this matter. I, 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 na na
Welcome to Verse, a live podcast, a catalyst of becoming and your destiny midwife. Dr. Hosea Tagara, get ready for transformation, reformation, and destiny explosion until you become. Thanks for tuning in. Abundant 
Welcome to the Hope Universe, a live podcast with the catalyst of becoming and your destiny midwife, Dr. Hosea Tagara. Get ready for transformation, reformation, and destiny explosion until you become. Thanks for tuning in. Praise the name of Jesus. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Let me see who's connected. Let me see who is connected. Show me your joy. Show me your excitement. Welcome to the Hope Universe. I'm so excited about your future. I see Valeria, Lisa, Flo, Mercy, Loveness, Alan, Angeline, Betty, Kayla. You are blessed beyond the curse. Candy, God bless you, Faith, Evelyn. I want to ask you to quickly share the link as you come in now. Quickly share the link with 12 people. Share the link 12 times quickly before we get to pray. Share the link 12 times quickly before we get to pray. Share the link 12 times before we get to pray. We're going to take a few moments and engage in radical prayer. Prayer is part of the equation of your becoming. When we pray in accordance to the will of God, we become one with the will of God that we know. And the will of God is the essence of our existence. If there be a praying person, there is a God to answer. The greatest prayer is not a prayer of asking and requesting any other thing, but the prayer for grace to become the you that God has created you to become. Now welcome you to what we are calling the Purpose Week. This week it's all about the purpose of God for your life and you traversing with accuracy and precision towards the destiny that God has ordained for you. Who is excited about this? Thank you for sharing. I see many of you that are sharing the link. While we're sharing, I want us to begin to pray. Wherever you are, I want you to begin to open up your mouth. If you are in a space and a place where you are able to focalize your prayer and your praise, open up your mouth and begin to talk to God right now. Welcome, Pastor Shnaz. I want you to open up your mouth and begin to talk to God right now, wherever you are. If you are in a space and a place, I know some of you, are in geospecific locations where you are not comfortable to pray audibly. I want your heart to be lifted up to God even as you connect. Let your engagement on the platform become your response to what God is doing. And I want you to connect and to engage because tonight is going to be explosive. Tonight is going to be explosive. This week is going to be fantastic. The best week of your life ever. I'm telling you. God is going to be speaking to the power pillars of your life and he's going to bring you back to center. It's going to be alignment. It's going to be activation, energize. God is going to energize you. Praise the name of Jesus. God is going to ignite some dormant stuff in your life. It's going to be explosive and powerful. 
Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Let me see the altar on fire. Let me see the platform of on fire. If you are here and you are excited, let me see the platform on fire. Fire in hearts if you are excited to be on Hope Universe today and you are a Hope citizen. Oh my God. You are a citizen of the Hope Universe. Good God Almighty. Good God Almighty. For with joy we will drink out of the wells of salvation. That's what scripture says. With joy we will drink out of the wells of salvation. You see, there are certain, the certain substance and a certain flaw is pertaining to the package of your salvation that you cannot have access to. If your spirit is depressed and if you allow yourself not to rejoice in the Lord concerning your salvation. After David sinned, one of the things he had to pray for, he says, restore unto me the joy of my salvation. For we, through, by, and with joy, we drink out of the wells of our salvation. Today, as we rejoice and get excited to come in the presence of the Lord, I want you to know that something is happening to your spirit. Something is happening to your salvation story. Your story is about to get better and better and better. Let the altar be on fire. Let the platform be ablaze. Glory be to God. I want you to open up your mouth. We're going to pray for the next four minutes. Come on now. In the name of Jesus, I declare and I decree in the name of Jesus that every individual and resource assigned to assist you in the fulfillment of the kingdom assignment of God for this season, let it be attracted to you. Let it locate you in the name of Jesus. I decree and declare that in this season you are attracting the things, you are attracting the thoughts, you are attracting the people, you are attracting the resources suitable to undergird and facilitate God's original plan and purpose for your life. Oh, decree and declare that I'm favored by all that know me. Favor is my name. Decree and declare over your life that I'm favored by everybody that meet me. Decree and declare in the name of Jesus that I'm favored by everybody that works with me. It might be that you could be in warfare in your work environment right now. But I want you to decree and declare that favor is swallowing up every animosity and every hatred and every resistance. Declare that your environment is lubricated to facilitate the manifestation, the smooth manifestation of the purpose of God for your life. I want you to open up your mouth and decree and declare in the name of Jesus that everyone who is connected to you in formal and informal relationships favors you. I decree and declare in the name of Jesus that partners and destiny helpers, glory be to God, partners and destiny helpers are coming to your aid and they are becoming the expression of the help of God in your life. In the name of Jesus, come on now, decree and declare that I am working according to the daily agenda of God for my life. Decree and declare in the name of Jesus that in all I do, I perform to the audience of one. I work to please one. I do everything as unto the Lord. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, who is prayed. Decree and declare over your life in the name of jesus that lord you are teaching me how to improve my productivity say lord
Teach me how to be productive. Teach me how to increase my productivity. The first commandment of man was not a commandment to sing. It was not a commandment to kneel down and pray religiously. It was a commandment to be fruitful and to be productive. Now pray and make it your prayer. Say, Lord, in the name of Jesus, teach me how to be fruitful. Teach me how to be productive. In the name of Jesus, receive the grace for supernatural productivity. In the name of Jesus, your hours will matter. Your days will matter. Your seconds will matter. Your weeks will be profitable. Your months will be profitable. The years of your, of your life will be so full of life. Who is praying? Say, Lord, teach me to be productive. Say, Lord, teach me to be fruitful. Decree and declare over your life that the blessing of Joseph is upon my life. I am a fruitful bough by the world. My branches go above walls. Decree and declare that over your life. That in my family, I am fruitful. In my tribe, I'm fruitful. In my class, I'm fruitful. In my city, I'm fruitful. I'm blessed in the city and I'm blessed in the field. In the name of Jesus, Lekanda Bazode Bokobadaya. John 15, he said, you did not choose me, but I chose you. That you should go and be a fruit and be a fruit that endures. 60 more seconds. You did not choose me, but I chose you. That you should go and be a fruit and be a fruit that endures. Decree and declare that the kapos, grace of God, is upon my life. The word fruit there is kapos. It means an outward visible expression of a power working inwardly and invisibly the holy spirit is at work in my life declare the holy spirit is at work in my life causing me to be a foot causing me to express his power through my mind through my intellect through my emotions through ideas and the concepts conceived in my mind, strategies and techniques of doing things more efficiently, relational intelligence, there is an expression of the Holy Spirit in my life. In Jesus' mighty name, I am a fruitful tree planted by the streams of water. I be a fruit in my season. In the name of Jesus, who is praying? Lekande in the name of Jesus, I declare that you are functioning with outstanding attitude and you produce superior work. In the name of Jesus, you make significant deposits in other people's lives. You are a blessing to the kingdom of God. You are an asset of the most high God. You are the battle of the Lord. You are valuable to your generation. You are not just a number. You're not just a statistic. You are precious in the sight of the Lord. You are the apple of his eye. In the name of Jesus. I decree and declare in the name of Jesus. You are maximizing your potential. You are becoming the fullness of who God called you to be. You are achieving everything that God called you to achieve. You are accomplishing, attaining, and receiving everything in your access and in your hands. What God has ordained you to have. Whose prayer is this one? Receive it in the name of Jesus. Good God Almighty, thank you, Father, for tonight. We bless your name because you are in this place. And unto you shall the gathering of the people be in Jesus' mighty 
and glorious name. My God, my God, my God, I feel the fire of the Holy Ghost. Who feels like praying on a Monday night? I know some of you, it's already Tuesday. Glory be to God. I know some of you, it's already Tuesday. And uh, those that are in New Zealand and, and that part of the world, some of you, it's still afternoon. Glory be to God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. We're going to pray more. Praise the name of Jesus. We are going to pray more. We are going to pray more and more. But we are going to just delve into a very awesome and incredible time. Praise the name of Jesus. You see, Scripture says, this is the confidence that we have. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, then we know we have already received what we ask of him. So here is the deal. The secret to answered prayer is praying according to the will of God. And the will of God, the word of God is the will of God. The revelation of the word of God is the revelation of the will of God. That means prayer should not just start from you. Effective prayer should not come from the premise of where human beings are standing. Effective prayer should come from a place of hearing what is God revealing as his will. As God reveals his will, we then craft and design prayer, Kutala Zaya. We then craft and design prayer inspired by the revelation of the will of God we know. And that becomes the prayer that God answers. God does not answer prayer in response to emotion. God does not answer prayer in response to religious fanaticism and gymnastics. God answers prayers because the prayers are in accordance to God's will. And we don't have to, uh, to do hapra-katapra or guess whether or not God is going to hear our prayers or not. We know that if we pray according to his will, he hears us. That's why when the disciples were asking him, Master, teach us how to pray. He says, when you pray, saying, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Why, why, why praying the will of God? Why the will of God in the anatomy of effective prayer? Because any prayer prayed in alignment to the will of God is guaranteed of God's response and God's answer and God's intervention. Glory be to God. So that is the reason why we are very intentional on this platform to teach the word of God and bring Elizabeth and Flossie and Angeline to a place of greater and better understanding of the will of God. You see, when you know the will of God, you don't struggle. You then pray surgical prayers and your prayers are effective. Oh, I don't want, I didn't want to, I don't want to preach today. I don't want to preach today. Glory be to God. I don't want to preach today. You welcome Naveen. How is Cairo? Praise God. Talented. God bless you. Somebody put it in there. Surgical prayers. Somebody say surgical prayers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Surgical prayers. Glory be to God. Praise God. Who is ready for surgical prayers? Who is ready for some surgical prayers? Who is ready for some surgical prayers? Good God Almighty. Oh, tonight is going to be fantastic. 
Tonight is going to be fantastic. Tonight is going to be fantastic. Modern, God bless you. Kayla, I saw you were number one today. Kayla, you were number one to jump in. God bless you. Oh, praise God. Praise God. Somebody say, surgical prayers. Glory be to God. So here it is, guys. Listen to this. This is Hope Universe. If you have not yet followed Hope Universe, click on the Hope Universe host icon there and follow so that when we come live, you are able to get a notification. Okay? Praise God. But this is Hope Universe, and I welcome you to the week of purpose. I welcome you to the week of purpose. Praise the name of Jesus. But tonight is so fantastic for a couple of reasons. All right? Tonight is so fantastic for a couple of reasons. And um, I'm, 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 I'm so thrilled tonight because um, we're going to, uh, to break the word of life. All right? We're going to break the word of life. You know here, it's always hot. It's always substance. Okay? We, 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 we don't do jokes. It's always substance. Okay? It's always substance. Now, uh, tonight what we're going to do is we're going to have a fantastic, uh, powerful conversation. Somebody say conversation. Put it up there. Say, put it in there. Say conversation. All right? Put it in there and say conversation. You will be amazed what comes out of conversations. And there, there are conversations that happen... And, and if you are carnal, you will think people are just having a normal conversation. But this conversation is happening in the council of the heavens. And, and, and it has the voice print of God himself. You will be amazed what can be born out of conversations. Now listen to this. Jesus comes to the region of Caesarea Philippi. He turns to his disciples. It's not in a conference. It's not in a prayer mountain. He says to them, Who do people say I, the Son of Man, am? All right? Who do people say I, the Son of Man, am? And they say, Some say you are John the Baptist, some say you are this, and some say you are what, and some say, and he says, Okay, but who do you say I, the Son of Man, am? Yourselves. What's your personal perspective? And then, you can perceive a silence because there's not, there's not many answers. And then Peter opens his mouth. He says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. You would, you would almost think that this is just a human answer. That Peter answered from a place of what he knows from historical understanding, from understanding current affairs. But Jesus said to clarify this conversation to give it its depth its height its width its weight he says guys lest you think this guy is still speaking in the flesh flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you but my father who is in heaven you see there are particular conversations that are hijacked by heaven and if you don't have discernment you will fail to perceive a God moment and that God is speaking to you. I pray that even 
your presence here on Hope Universe, you will be able to realize and discern that this is not just a conversation. But this is a heavenly conversation. I know some of you will hear God. Some of you who hear God in a, in a way you have never heard him before. It's good to see my twin brother from another mother, Michael Boshra from Cairo. I love you, man. God bless you. Praise the name of Jesus. Now, guys, tonight I'm so excited because I have, we have a surprise guest. I told you, I promise you. You, we have a surprise guest today and um, he is an author I don't see your excitement so I'm going to I don't see your excitement who is excited who is excited he is an author <laughs> he is an engineer And he's a clothing designer. And he's a businessman. And he's a leadership consultant. He holds a bachelor's degree, a bachelor's honors degree in mechatronics engineering. He's also the founder and CEO of decent poor fragrances and an international conference speaker with unique insights into spiritual matters and life realities hope universe i would love you i would love you to welcome for the first time on hope universe Mr. Decent Paul. Decent Paul also happens to be my son. He's my son in the Lord. <laughs> He's my covenant son over many, many years. So you know what to expect. This tribe gives birth after its kind. And you wouldn't give. You, you, you would know what you expect. You would definitely know what to expect. And he's here tonight because we want to have a conversation about his brand new book. All right? We're going to have a conversation about his brand new book. Destiny Through Purpose. That is his brand new book. Released in 2022. The book is destiny through purpose bridging the gap between you and your destiny <laughs> I, I, I don't know who is hearing me tonight I don't know who is excited destiny through purpose bridging the gap between you and your destiny so we are so excited to have minister decent Paul you want to call him what you want, whether engineer, whether uh, designer. The, 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 the facet of him that you perceive is what will impact your life. 
Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. So, Minister Dyson Paul, you are most welcome to Hope Universe. Thank you, Dad. How are you? How are you doing? I'm doing well, Dad. It's good to hear your voice. Yeah. Awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. So we we, we want to talk tonight. This is Purpose Week, but we're so excited yes. about your brand new book, Destiny Through Purpose. Bridging the gap. Uh, bridging the gap. Yes, between yes. you and your destiny yes l l l let's talk let's let okay before we come to the book all right before we come to the book yes what inspired yes. you to come up with such a powerful piece of literature i've gone through this book i should tell you that i'm so proud and I, 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 I was so thrilled going through it. Where is this inspiration coming from? What really um, triggered all this? First of all, I want to honor you and thank you for the platform. And uh, as you rightfully said, I am a son for many, many, many years. And you, you did well by giving birth to me in the spirit. And I've learned a lot. And everyone should know what I've learned because you are the oracle himself. So destiny through purpose. I think, let me throw in a statement before I, I explain what gave birth to, to this book. Because I think it has been on for years now. I think obsession is the blueprint of saturation. So I believe there was a lot of hubbard knowledge a lot of hubbard questions inside of my spirit that i had questions with god god why is it that we are created and why is it that things are the way they are why is it that people live 55 years 60 years 70 years why are there difference in years when we live and why is it that other names are never spoken of and some are spoken of more than others then in me came a strong word and a strong unction that there is a need for you to define a destiny for yourself. Destiny to me is the best and the most biggest discovery a man can do to himself and the people that believe in him. So the book came as a form of uh, an answered question from God and a burning sensation, a burning burning desire to know more and a, 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 an answer to so many unanswered questions in the life that i've lived so it came as a lot of meditation and a lot of experience in life and it came as an answer and an experience amazing 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 tell me something who yes. is this book dedicated to who did you have in your spirit, in your mind, and in your heart as the Holy Spirit was moving you to put this mantle on pages? This book, as I was writing it, and as the Holy Ghost impressed uh, a burden upon my life, 
I dedicated it to the underrated, the misfits, those who think that they do not fit in this world, those who think that they belong in a better place than where they are right now, those who yearn and succeed to have a meaning in this three-dimensional world, those who believe that deep down in their Noah, deep down in their spirit, there is something unique that the world has to listen to. Them that have been in hard times, in good times, them that have a deep conviction that God has, pre has created something special that they should not die alone without anyone hearing about it. That is what moved me to write this book and that is the dedication that I have for this book. That's, I don't want a lot of people to understand it. I don't want a lot of people to, 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 to grasp it. But if I can only get one who can believe that that which was deposited in him by God is meant for the world, I'll be a happy man. Wow. 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 Hope Universe, I, I think you can, you can respond better to what's coming. You can respond better to what's coming. This is the place to hang around tonight. I'm telling you, this is the place to hang around. Destiny through purpose. Destiny yes. through purpose. Let's start from here. When you talk about destiny, what is that? When you talk about purpose, from where you're standing in the, in the landscape of revelation, what is purpose? What are you talking about when you talk about purpose, when you talk about destiny? The listeners want to know what is this thing? What, what is this thing? Well, from my, from my school of thought and from the way I perceive and see things, I believe that purpose is something that you were tailor-made to be, just like a jigsaw puzzle and just like a piece in a jigsaw puzzle. There is a perfect and accurate lining that you have to the puzzle. So I believe, and according to my revelation and the way I see things, Purpose is something that was created and inserted inside of you for you to manifest. I would want to pose a question here, which might be a rhetoric question. Someone can just answer from where they are right now. Can we make a chair without a reason of making a chair? That's what runs in my mind. If we cannot make a chair without a reason, that means in the mind of the creator of the chair, the chair has already completed its purpose. What is now left is for the chair to then discover what it was really made for. If a chair could have a brain and it would want to bark, would it ever bark in a in, in hundred years? Never. Even if you try to look for the best tutors to teach it to talk, it would never because it is not aligned in a dimension of talking, but in an alignment of people sitting on it. So in my mind, purpose is something that is effortlessly put in you to have a meaning on this world. And I, I believe that the relevancy of each and every person in this world is aligned and intertwined through purpose. And then that fruition and that discovery of purpose and you move into that purpose then leads you to a final destination of accomplishment called destiny. That is the way I see things according to my revelation. Oh, what a brilliant way of putting it across. What a brilliant way of putting it across. But I love what you just said. 
I love what you just said. You said, even if we are to have the best tutor and teacher to have a chair, learn how to bark. Even in a hundred million years, a chair wouldn't be able yes. to do that because yes. it was never designed to do that. And that yes. serves to say, we learn therefore that design speaks into purpose. You yes. can't go against the law of design if you're going to fulfill the purpose of your existence. Yes. Okay, so your design is a pointer to the purpose why you were created. I thought oh, that was powerful. Oh, design oh. inspires purpose. In your book, in your book, and yes. I caught, you can have raw models, but don't lose yourself and don't forget to be you. Yes. You can have raw models, but don't lose yourself and don't forget to be you. Yes. And that leads us into chapter number one of the book, Destiny Through Purpose. And in that chapter, you are dealing with who am I? You are answering the question of personal identity, self-revelation. What yes. can you say? What can you say? How, how can people uh, discover their identity? Right, that's a very, very, very profound question. I think it's it's very relevant in our generation right now. And uh, from the statement that uh, is that you read, that is first in my book, you can have role models, but don't lose yourself and don't forget to be you. I think in this generation we are having an identity crisis. A lot of now. a lot of people are having an identity dilemma. Many people are inspired by people and many people are so moved by role models, but in the process, they end up losing themselves. You find a person in Jamaica who thinks that he's American. When will we see that African person in Kenya producing the Africanness in him? Come on. The moment you then imitate and the moment you then get diluted with being, with becoming a role model, which you are admiring, the more we do not see you and the more we don't see your flavor in the mix. The more we see you imitating and the more we see you losing yourself, we are just seeing the person you are copying through you and you will always be number two to that you are copying with. So in my mind, I believe the first and important thing that a person has to harness is to know who they really are. And if you, I think, you as a person and you as a facet in who you are, the moment you know your weaknesses and the moment you know your strengths, you are now in a very, very much better position than a person who is imitating. So role models are there to encourage us through a purpose or to encourage us through a, a pathway of discovering ourselves because they have polished themselves. The moment that we call them role models is because they have polished themselves and they've discovered their purpose and destiny and they've made it well. So when are we then going to see you and what you were meant to be because God cannot duplicate a creation that would dilute purpose. So you then need to study yourself you then need to study your cravings. You then need to study your passions. You then need to study your obsessions. Those things and that which is in you is then easily revealed the moment you study yourself as a person. 
So I believe role models are there to encourage us, for us to become who we really are. Because who we really are, in who we really are, no one can compete. If you were born to be Lionel Mercy, the best footballer in the world, no one can fight in that dimension because you've mastered it, because you are born for that. But if Lionel Messi tries then to be Steve Harvey, then there will be a problem because he will try so much hard and produce less results. So I believe in us being the purest of ourselves and knowing who we're really meant to be, that makes our lives more easier. And that also makes us role models in the process. This is just a fire. <laughs> I don't know who is getting this. This is just brilliant stuff. This is just brilliant stuff. I don't know who, 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 who is hearing what I'm hearing. So what we are saying is that there is a you, yes. a unique you that God has created you to be. Yes. And, 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 in the, and that you is triggered through inspiration. Yes. By role models and as you observe others. But as much as you are inspired by certain individuals and certain people, you should not abandon your authenticity. Yes, 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 yes. You should never let your authenticity and your originality um, be disqualified, probably by the fact that it's still less developed, vis-a-vis yes. what is more polished that you're seeing outside you. And yes, I always yes. say this even in, in my mentorship sessions and classes, that you see... It's very important, even as you look for a mentor. Effective mentors do not impose or force themselves onto their mentees. Oh, Effective mentorship is predicated firstly on a revelation of mm. who you are and mm. who you are supposed to become but that you might not effectively know how to become it. And mm. then when you then plug onto effective mentorship, the mentee and the mentor work together not to produce the mentor in the mentee, but to mm. produce mm. the hidden mm. mentee inside the mentee. That mm. serves to say, therefore, if you as the one being mentored do not know who you are, Either you're going to give a double job to your mentor because he's trying to help you become what yes. you have no clue you are supposed to become. Yes. And in yes. most of the cases, that's where you find people that are being mentored, even fighting those who are mentoring them because they mm. don't even know who they are supposed to become. So mm. we are saying in the midst of inspirational role models, don't forget to be you mm -hmm. and don't dump mm -hmm. you. Oh, good Lord Jesus, don't get me started. Don't get me started. <laughs> oh, yeah. So this, this is fantastic. So in a, in a more practical way, are there questions? Huh? Are there questions? Oh, you're right, Shelly. Don't dump you. I want you to put it in the comment bar. Don't wow. dump wow. you. Don't dump you. <laughs> <laughs> don't dump you. Put it in wow. the comment bar. Don't dump wow. you. That's what we are saying. Don't dump you. You might not look as attractive right now because you have not worked on yourself. And if I'm just drop this before I bring in also um, uh, 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 Mr. Dissim to come in. You see, 
um, it's very important that you learn to believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. It's very, very important that people, uh, Minister Dyson, it's very important mm-hmm. that people learn to believe in themselves. And the mm-hmm. fact that presently people doubt you, second guess you, misunderstand you, and misunderstand your purpose and what you represent. It's not a train smash. It's not mm-hmm. out of this world. You mm-hmm. need to understand that it is you that, that carries the essence of who you are supposed to be. If you heard from God, it is you who heard from God. Those people never heard from God. If you yes. saw yourself in God and in a vision, it's you who saw yourself. They were not there. So yes. you need to give them the benefit of a doubt that these people mm. were not there when God spoke to me. But how mm. do they believe? They are Their chance of believing is when you first believe in yourself and start walking your walk until you become. And then they will catch up later. But mm. if you give up on you, if you give up on you, then how are the chances that they are ever going to be able to believe what they will you never. They will never believe. Okay. So what we are saying is don't dump you. In mm. all, in a world of inspiration, don't forget to be you. Mm. Awesome stuff. Are there practical questions? Are they any... Uh, leading questions. I believe that uh, the right questions unlock the right wisdom. Yes. Questions are the key to wisdom. Show me the quality of questions a person can ask and I will tell you and show you the level of their wisdom. Okay? So, are there any questions that an individual can ask themselves um uh, or, or to, to help unlock their identity and to know who they are. Very much, very much. I think they are, they are in, my, in my line of thought, there are a bit like five questions. Definitely these questions would definitely open up your mind because we are trying to open up something that we know is definitely inside of you. And in the way you are helping yourself answering these questions, the question, the first question I would want to ask the people, or I would want to tell the people, that I think might be an igniter to you discovering and uh, knowing your purpose and also pointing you to your destiny, is what do you do effortlessly and produce excellent results? Within you, I think, lies a gift and a unique ability that shines without you exerting much effort. And this can be an indicator to your purpose. Oh, this come on, I man. truly believe. This I truly believe. Because um, l- let, me put, let me put it this way. The case of genius makes a gift look effortless. But what then makes it effortless is the God kind of ingredient in that purpose. So I believe in each and every person that God creates, there is something, not only one, some people are multi-talent, but mm-hmm. for the least, let's just say there is one. There is one thing that if we tell you to do this, or if you want to do this, you produce excellent results or distinctive results that are easy to notice or outstanding whilst putting less effort. What then makes you to have these distinguishable results? 
and effortlessly. I think this is then the God-given gift that God has deposited in you. If we would ask someone to draw uh, a picture of a human being, right? They, they might take five five days to try to write, try to draw, try to do whatever, and they might be going to a very very uh, well-up private school. But if we ask someone in the ghetto, forgive me for saying ghetto, but someone in a lower low community area, and we say draw the same picture and the same person, he might take up to two hours and produce exactly the person as he is with the pores, with the, with the shiny skin, with everything. But then if you then try to dig deep, you might find that he never even got to, got to a school of tutoring for, for, for art or anything. But then what then makes that person have that distinguishable result is what I think points them to purpose and destiny. Then question number two, what do you enjoy doing? What can you work on for hours without getting bored? Boredom reflects in my mind faded interest and may be a sign that what you are doing is not coming from a sense of belonging. So I believe that the more you get bored, if Bishop Tagara or Dr. Tagara would get bored of having a Hope Universe podcast every night, we would question his belonging in the sight of Hope, of Hope Universe. Because we believe that if there is some kind of boredom in what he's doing. What then triggers the boredom? It is that sense of unbelonging. So I believe that in your place or a jurisdictive place that you were born to be in, there is no boredom and you'd love to work for hours as long as you see the results. That leads us to question number three. What do you love to do regardless of the amount of money you earn? In my mind, money should be a reward for doing what you enjoy. Focusing on the money that people pay you is a red flag that shows that you might not be operating in a natural habitat. Passion, that drive, that energy, that fire should be the driving force behind what you do. The moment we then look for physical gratification, we have lost the spiritual benefit to it and the spiritual relevance to it. That when we then try to measure the minor and minor the major. So whenever we then go into that kind of section, I believe that we have lost purpose and we have lost a place of habitat. So the more we focus more on money, we are slowly exposing what we are not naturally born to be in. <laughs> so that leads us to question wow. number four. What mm -hmm. gives you peace? Right. In my mind, right. is peace a referee in everything that you do because one thing is one thing you cannot force your heart to be at peace when it's not at peace what your heart loves it loves what your heart hates it hates so i believe peace should be a referee to whatever that is in you to point you to that direction i believe that inner peace is an intangible state of calmness and assurance which is beyond the sight of a naked eye basically what i'm saying is you cannot touch peace but you can definitely feel its presence so I believe wherever there is peace, there is something that belongs there concerning you. So peace is a clear reflector of your natural habitat. Peace can indicate you to your purpose so easily. There's, there's a person who will tell you that when they are bored or when they are happy or when they are sad or when they are in any situation, they start to sing. And when they, when they start to sing, they get this calmness which is beyond a natural feeling. 
because I believe that peace is more spiritual than it is inclined to the physical. So that also leads me to question number five, which I believe these in these five questions, you will definitely have a picture of what you were born to be in. What makes you angry? Does incompetence or injustice make you angry? If someone is doing something that you know you're good at and they are messing it up, let's say someone is preaching and they 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 assassinate and they break and they destroy a, a scripture in a way that we no longer even see the meaning. And you are in the audience, in your mind and in your spirit, you're having that aggression that if I was given this verse, I would have literally put it across in a far much better way. That anger, whatever triggers anger in your spirit, something should be pointing you to your destiny. Ask yourself why you get angry when something happens in your line of expertise. Look closely at your anger and you might discover your purpose. Nothing angers you unless you have an attachment to it. If something is the power to trigger your anger, it might just be the power to trigger your tailor-made destiny. So in my mind, I think you're just a question away from you discovering who you really are. This is amazing. This is fantastic stuff. This is fantastic stuff. You guys, I'm sure, I'm sure you, 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 you can attest to what I'm saying. And you know what, um, Minister D, I was just thinking, I'm, I'm, an, I'm, I'm listening to you, you're talking about um, mm -hmm. that, that mm -hmm. God in, ingredient mm -hmm. in what mm -hmm. a per person is doing that, that makes them excel at it so naturally. Mm -hmm. What is it that you can do um, without being trained in it, but mm -hmm. that, that others have to go to school to study and, and, and mm -hmm. write exams about, but still fail to do it, <laughs> mm -hmm. and st but still fail to do it? Yeah, but, but I just wanted to lean in on that as we trek, as we trek. I think this is very important. You see, once you discover and you answer these questions properly, it then becomes important that you then begin to polish uh, that natural gifting, okay? Yes. Um, because as much as distinction can come from a natural deposit, I have seen that discipline, discipline becomes very key in polishing very the natural true. deposit of God's gifting mm. in your life. Have mm. you ever observed that uh, there is a very disturbing reality I have observed over mm. the years that in every sphere of influence, those that sit on the top of the mountain in that sphere, mm -hmm. it could be music, it could be uh, designing, it could be a business, it could be athletics. They are not the most talented in that area. I don't know if you have observed that. They are not the most talented, all right? But mm -hmm. most of the times it's the average, but mm -hmm. who have honed in their skills and polished what they are mm -hmm. good at. Mm -hmm. I write this in my book, the purpose-powered people, that mm -hmm. immense private disciplines wow. who decide these public distinctions. Wow. A woman's wow. private disciplines will decide his public distinctions. We have many people that are naturally 
gifted. The raw mm -hmm. talent is on another level, but it's mm -hmm. never polished. It's never perfected. The mm. skill is never wanted. As you ask mm. yourself these questions that we are talking about, when you find that area, when you find that area of giftedness and natural uh, proclivity, mm. you, you want to let now to focus and polish it so that it can shine and dazzle mm. Mm. like a star. And you said something very powerful that I like and I would love to reiterate. You say this thing is not all about money. Mm -hmm. It's not mm -hmm. all about money. If nobody was going to be paid for what they do, what would you mm -hmm. love to do? Simple. If nobody, if in life no one was going to be paid for what they do, what would you love to do? How will mm. you answer that question becomes very critical. We are not saying money is important, but money becomes sweeter if you end mm -hmm. it doing mm -hmm. what you love. What you love doing what you would have still done without being paid for it and when you were saying that this is what i felt building mm. in my spirit by the holy ghost that many people have missed the destiny yes by chasing what pays the most that's right they many people have missed destiny they have missed the purpose they have mm. missed destiny because they chased for what pays the most. Mm. The temptation of chasing what pays the most and why more likely than not is going to be your shortcut to a mm. missed destiny. It's because you might not need to really polish mm. what you are naturally gifted at. Mm. What makes money might not demand process and polishing and growing yeah. in it. Mm. So, so basically what we're saying is that be careful to miss purpose and destiny as you pursue what pays you quicker. All mm. right? Are we saying don't do things that give you money? Definitely no. Mm -hmm. But if you are wiser, mm -hmm. you would rather do what gives you money but not as the end to the means, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. it's the means to an end. Yeah. So I do what pays me now as I position myself to pursue that which gives me peace, that which I mm. can naturally do, that which makes me angry as I pursue that which, um, uh, which gives me joy. Mm. I do a couple of things in my life. Some of the things, the reason why I do them is because I know that they help me do what I love to do the most, which is to help people become mm. who, the, mm. who God called them to become. My mm. simple life mission is simple and plain. Mm. I exist to become and to help others to become. And that that's why true. I'm here tonight. That is true. Okay? So, very, very interesting. Very, very interesting conversation. Mm very very interesting conversations so you 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 go on uh, minister uh, 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 decent and you talk about the key and the importance of motivation we're living in a depressing world we're living in a competitive world people compete one with another we're living in a jealousy world sometimes you do good and you expect people to cheer you on and no cheer comes and you say in your book you are your own cheerleader what are mm -hmm. you talking about why would you say that 
and why is that important i i think um i think you need to think about yourself less but don't think less about you i think you i think are, you need to you, you need to repeat that that's a beautiful one think about yourself less don't think less about you i think in the construct of this statement i believe that in you lies a battalion of supporters whether you want to call it fans you want to call it cheerleaders if in your mind and in the quarters of your mind you have made peace with yourself that you are all that you need i believe that that alone is a firepower to push you to becoming the moment mm. you then are dependent on other people's opinions and other people's support and always we are crippling ourselves and we are crippling the inner cheers that are inside of us so i believe that you as a unit you are in in christian circles and in 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 the religious in court circles we believe that and we know that we are tripartite there is the body there is the soul and there is the spirit i think that is a crowd on its own because scripture then goes to say that where two or three are gathered in my name i'll be there so i believe that if your body is weak let your spirit cheer you up if your spirit is weak let your soul cheer you up into becoming that which god is purpose you to become so i believe that in your mind and in your line of thinking the moment you believe that you are the most best asset that you need in terms of you being supported and you being having a fan nothing can stop you in this world to become anything because i believe in you is the whole firepower that you need I I I I go on to say that if everyone understands you in this world then that means that you are going somewhere in the wrong direction. I believe that if a very few people understand everything about you or no one understands everything about you you stand a chance of people hearing what you say because they would want to know what makes you tick. So I believe that if that kind of mindset here in the statement you are your own best shade i'm trying to annihilate and kill the mentality that is dependent on other people's conversations and other people's narrations about you because god has created you as a complete being if he complete created you as a complete being that means he created you with your own support unit inside of you scripture said in scripture says encourage yourself in the lord how then do you encourage yourself if you don't have that support unit inside of you so that's the way i see it in my eyes brilliant 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 wake up in the morning tell yourself boy mm-hmm. girl you are the best that could ever be and you are wow. stepping into this world like a champ mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. is the day that the lord has made i will rejoice and be glad in it that is deep cheer yourself up cheer yourself up do you know what scripture says concerning love scripture says thou shall love the lord your god with all your strength but i love mm-hmm. the phrase i love the wisdom of scripture when it says and you shall love your neighbor as yourself mm. before you cheer 
somebody else have you cheered yourself on mm. because mm. how you ought to love your neighbor to cheer them on is how you ought to love yourself and cheer yourself on. People that don't know how to self-encourage themselves, how to self-propel mm. themselves, mm. cannot mm. genuinely propel anybody. Discouraged mm. people can't encourage anybody. You mm. need to be so fired up that if I look at you and I'm discouraged, just by the way you're so fired up by what you do, mm. I get fired up at what I'm supposed to do. You see, courage and energy is contagious. Mm. I resolved in my life that at some, in some seasons of my life, there are certain people I don't need close by me because mm. they draw motivation. Mm. They suck you out of any strength mm. and, and mm. fire to mm. become. And in your mm. journey to the place of becoming, you want to make sure you also surround yourself with high energy people. People mm. that when you get together and you spend 30 minutes to an hour of talking to each other and sharing ideas, you come out mm. of this place and out of that place believing that all things are possible. You see, there are certain people who are so toxic mm. and contagious mm. in their negativity that if you give them 10 minutes, your entire day is spoiled. Mm. That is the deep. news is not helping us. The social media is not helping us. If the outside world does not have the motivation we need, then we might have to look inside of us and be our best cheerleaders. Mm. Bishop, could it, oh, be, yeah. could, it sure. be that, could it be that there is no person that God sent or there's no calling for someone to cheer you up? You are your first best cheerleader. Then people then join the bandwagon. So no one was assigned to be your cheerleader until you Come believe on. in yourself and until you've thoroughly cheered yourself up. Then it's then it then becomes contagious. Wow. I'm telling you. And you know what? Cheerleading. Uh, uh, nah, nah, you know what scripture says in the book of Samuel about David? He came back, Ziglak, his city had been totally destroyed and annihilated. His wives were taken, mm. children mm -hmm. taken. Mm -hmm. There was nobody to encourage him. Even mm. his inner circle was so, so discouraged. And the game-changing verse for me is, and David encouraged himself in the Lord. There are certain victories that we can win for a generation. But the energy we require for such phenomenal victories is not going to come from the encouragement from the generation that requires the victory. The mm. encouragement mm. has mm. to come mm. from within you. Mm. It has to come from within you. Mm. We, we're coming into your world today to encourage you and to let you know we need the victory that you ought to bring to our generation. But the demand might be placed on you to encourage yourself. Mm. This is fun. This is fantabulous stuff. This this is incredible mm. stuff. Is anybody enjoying this? If 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 I have anybody enjoying this, show, show, show let there be fire in the comment in the comment bar. Let me see hearts. Let me see fire. Oh my God! This is this is super awesomeness. This is super awesomeness. Mm. You see, this is the stuff that transforms people's lives. True. True. You see, 
This is the stuff that changes your life. Sometimes what we mistake for powerful is just emotional. Wow. What we mistake for powerful is wow. just emotional. Sometimes what is powerful has to be assimilated in your life when you are sober and you intentionally receive it and purposely appropriate it in your life and allow it to disintegrate you and reconstruct you, reshape your world and turn you into another person. You see, transformation happens soberly. <laughs> I believe that transformation happens in sober environments like this, where you are literally hearing things that you are able to place and appropriate in your life and allow them to change your life. I want us to talk about this, uh, uh, Minister D. Mm -hmm. I want us to talk about the importance of what you see. The importance mm. of what you see. How important is vision in a person's life? Wow. How important are a, person, a, a person's thoughts? You say in your book, your thoughts are more important than your current situation. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about that. Right. In my school of thoughts, I believe, or rather, I realized that many people suffer more in their minds than in real life. So, in my school of thought, I believe that what propels you or what pushes you to be whoever you want to become starts first in the mind. So, what we have, what we call eyes, are not eyes. I believe they are just windows because what really sees is the mind or the eyes in the mind. So, this is why John the, John, John the Revelator then goes to say that as he was on that island and his eyes were plucked out and everything, he then goes to see visions of the Lord. But how then could he see us his natural eyes, which we call eyes, or which we have been taught to be eyes, were plugged out? It's because inside of his spirit struck mind, there were eyes that were seen far beyond the natural eye. So I believe that the mind that we have, as long as we hold it intact, no matter the storm, no matter the, the, the war that comes in our natural bodies and in our natural vicissitudes of life, I believe that your mind is the most important thing to keep hold of and to protect. Because it is that mind that then propels you to conquer the situation. And it is that mind that then realigns your world when the storm comes and destroys your habitat and everything else. So I believe that as long as there is sanity and focus and there is, there is so much focus in your mind of where you want to go, nothing can stop you because the mind is that thing that holds, that anchor that holds you far much. There is something that I've written here that says you need to vehemently feed your subconscious 
for when the day when dark days in the desert come your conscience can feed and sustain you from the harvest of your subconscious what i'm basically saying is what you then feed your mind with what you feed your mind with when the day of dark days come it will feed you in that moment where there is a drought so if you feed yourself and your mind is healthy with the information that propel your vision and your ideas no matter what you see with your optical physical eyes nothing can direct you away from your purpose and from becoming you still rise back up so i believe the stability of your thoughts and stability of your mind plays a major role in you becoming the moment we disturb the stability of your mind and the moment we shake the rightfulness standing of your mind that's the moment you have destroyed you because the visionary starts in the mind that sees in the future the fastest way for you to see your future is through imagination and the fastest way for you to get to that imagination is through speaking and how then do you speak without thinking what to speak because words are uttered thoughts so words are then constructed from a stable mind so i believe that if our mind is stable no matter what comes our way no matter what anything happens in our two dimensional world nothing can shake us from the path that god has tailor made for us this is this is solid stuff this is solid stuff <laughs> oh who who is enjoying this diet who is enjoying this diet who is enjoying this stuff? Who is enjoying this stuff? I hope you still have room for more. <laughs> I hope you guys still have room for more. I hope you guys still have room for more. But now, listen to this. <laughs> Helen Keller was blind. Mm-hmm. And um, as usual, we tend to be sympathetic with blind people. Mm -hmm. But she has walked through history to make an impact. And at one point, she says something profound. And I quote, mm. the mm. greatest tragedy in life is not having blind eyes. Mm. The greatest tragedy in life is not having blind eyes, mm -hmm. but having eyes without vision. Mm. Mm. Having mm. eyes without vision is a disaster. Mm. That is deep. The crux of the matter for me is, if, is, is Proverbs. He, I like the way the, the writer of Proverbs puts it. He says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Thinking is the ability to see pictures mm. of past, present, and future realities that have mm. not yet occupied space and time. That is mm. thinking. And thinking is not abstract. Thinking is the ability to touch realities that are not mm. yet in the physical, in the three-dimensional world, but that exist mm. elsewhere. Mm. All right? So, mm. 
this is where I have a problem with hysterical Christianity, mm-hmm. mythical Christianity. Mm-hmm. Christianity that does not celebrate thinkers. Mm-hmm. You understand? Because mm-hmm. you do not become what you pray until what you pray becomes your way of thinking. Mm. 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 That is deep. You do not become what you pray for or what you're praying to become until what you're praying for becomes how and what you think. Mm. Mm. And thinking is our ability to see things. And what you see is very, very important. What you see is very, very important. If as a person thinks, so is he. Now, this is a very scary scripture, Minister D. Consider this. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. he. That word is made of two letters. It's a small word. But it's a very game-changing word. <laughs> it's present tense. Mm. As he thinks in his heart, so is he. That means you are not going to become what you see and what you think. No. Mm. You are already what you mm. think mm. and what you mm. see. Mm. 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 That means you need to be very careful what you allow your mind to see, what you allow your imaginations to see. Mm-hmm. Many people bind devils, but they have not learned how to bind their mind and their way of thinking. Wow. 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 That's profound. You see, you, you, you don't want to be an expect an expert at binding devils, and yet your mind is as lawless and as wild Mm. It's a wild goose. You want to learn to, mm. to harness your mind and focus mm. it towards purpose and towards destiny. Mm. I love what you said in your book. That mm. what you think is more powerful than your present circumstances. Mm. Joseph was in prison, but he pursued purpose not in the context of his environment. Mm. Mm. You see... The prisons of this life cannot lock in permanently a man and a woman whose imagination and whose inner eyes are seeing the streets of freedom. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You might be in prison, you might be in poverty, you might be in lack in your present circumstances. But if you are able to rise in your mind, the beauty of thinking is Mm -hmm. that it is no expense. Mm. You don't pay to think. You don't pay to mm. imagine. True. And it is what you are able to see that is able to catapult you to where you are supposed to be. Mm. Let me give this illustration. And I hand over to you as we begin to touch down. Mm-hmm. Many people underestimate the power of what they see and the power of what they think in the equation of destiny. hmm We know and believe in the power of prayer and religious gymnastics as pertaining to purpose. But we have underestimated the power of thinking. Mm. A few hours ago, let's just say four hours ago, none of us was connected 
to this live podcast. None of us. Mm -hmm. None of us was connected to this podcast four hours ago. Mm -hmm. But four hours later, we are enjoying powerful transform transformative conversation. Mm. I know people are prayerful here. But I can tell you no one fasted to be able to be part of this program. Mm, 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 no mm. one prayed to be part of this program. Mm. But we fought. And we saw ourselves in this program four hours later. And four hours later, we are here. Mm. If we had not fought and seen this in our minds, we would not be participants in this program right here, right now. Mm. In the same manner, this is the evidence you need that if you can see yourself as somebody doing something, having something with someone somewhere 10 years from now, mm. by the mm. same process of vision and envisioning and seeing, you are guaranteed to walk into the reality of what you're wow. seeing right now. Wow. wow. As you sit today without a vision of your next 10 years, it shouldn't strike you by surprise that 10 years from now, your life would not have changed because mm. you cannot walk into a future that you have not seen. Mm. 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 You cannot mm. walk into the future that you have not seen. And guess what? This is the reason why God speaks. Mm. <laughs> God speaks mm. to influence our inner vision. Wow. God speaks to paint realities of potential future coming attractions. Mm. He wants to influence us and show us what is possible. Mm. So the issue that you're dealing with when you talk about the ability to see is very, very powerful. It's mm. very very powerful. You see, inner vision is so powerful. So mm. much so that you might not have eyes, but if you can see destiny in the inside of you without eyes, vision is so mm. powerful that it draws the service of those with eyes to guide you mm -hmm. to a place which your natural eyes were not able to see. Mm. Mm. So what we are saying is that it's critical. It's very important for you to be very intentional about your purpose and your destiny and to have inner vision. See where you want to go, irregardless of where you are. Never allow your present circumstances to domesticate your ability to dream. Mm. Minister D, mm. we're beginning to touch down. What is it that yes, you have? What would you love to say to these incredible people that are connected here tonight? Wow, this is this is fire. This platform is on fire, Dad. It's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> There's something that you that you talked about at the beginning about conversation. There is something that was running through my thoughts that um, the power of conversation 
I think we don't really understand how much powerful a conversation can trigger a destiny or a purpose. Because in the Garden of Eden, uh, Eve and Adam, Adam was given a mandate not to eat any any tree, any fruit from a certain tree, the Come tree on. of knowledge, of knowledge of good and evil. Then the one that was not given the mandate, but the one who was sub, supposed to submit to Adam, who is Eve, then had a conversation with the snake. And according to Revelation, you can call it what you want. The devil had possessed the snake. And the, 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 the woman Eve was conversing with the snake. And that conversation with the snake changed everything and changed the generations to come. Because the snake and Eve created something or the conversation that the snake brought to Eve created a hunger for something that was not in Eve. So that conversation altered the way of thinking that Eve had. And it pushed Eve into becoming that which God had not, had not intended Eve to become. And then that then caused Adam to also sin against God. So I believe that conversation pushes a man into becoming or into destruction. I believe that each and every relationship, whether it's a relationship with your destiny, relationship with anyone, it is centered on the third voice. What is the <laughs> voice that pushes you into becoming or into acting? If you are in conversation with your destiny and a third voice comes to tell you that you are not good enough, the moment you listen to that voice, if you do not have a barricade of destiny that is strong enough, fortified to block you from negativity, it will push you into what you are not supposed to become. Because the conversation that the devil had with Eve pushed and created an appetite that was not in Eve. And that then forced them into something that God never wanted them to become. So I believe that the podcast that you are doing, Bishop, it is pushing people and it is giving that positive, that voice to force someone into the fire. In my mind, in the school of thought, I believe that you do not have power over your actions, but you have power over that which causes you to act. And that which causes you to act is the information that comes into your ear. And that information that comes into your ear, you become a prisoner to that information. The moment you listen and you entertain to the conversation that, that tells you that you can become that which God has called you to become, you have no power but just to become. Because it becomes that driving force that pushes you into becoming. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have no option than to become. <laughs> you know, this is, this is the kind of stuff, this is the kind of stuff that the church needs to be hearing. Not, mm. not a lot of this nonsense we are hearing all over and everywhere. <laughs> I mean, I mean, for real. There's a lot of rubbish going on in the name of preaching and, and very, very never true. mistake high volume for power you understand what we're saying wow 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 never mistake a loud voice for wow. power mm. this one is a special dedication to africa mm. huh? God. never mistake high volume for power 
learn to hear beyond the noise listen to this do you know minister d this is gonna shake some power mm. spi spiritual power pillars of many people that are here mm. Mm. we're living in a generation that has been taught the power of demonic altars for example mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. there are altars that are speaking against your life there are altars they are satan witchcraft altars satanic altars wait a bit wait a bit mm. who is the father of evil Mm. Lucifer, mm. Satan, the devil. Mm. Mm -hmm. The greatest destruction to human existence, whose aftermath we are still living in right now, mm -hmm. was done by the devil in the Garden of Eden. You mm -hmm. brought up a very, a very, a very hot one here. <laughs> Did the devil yeah, so erect an altar? Mm. in the garden of Eden. Did he put a, a red cloth and uh, <laughs> some clay pot with the blood in the garden of Eden? No. Did the devil kill anybody in the garden of Eden? Never. Was there a human sacrifice in the garden of Eden? No. No. What did the devil do? The devil had a conversation Mm. Mm. he had a conversation with the mm. woman so you see many christians bind devils break demonic altars they cannot see but they do not give careful attention to the conversations they have with the devil in their minds and to the conversations they have with people around them and we wonder why are our lives destroyed why are we in bondage mm. conversations can imprison entire generation conversations mm. can trigger curses conversations mm. can disable and cripple your destiny mm. Mm. let me let me even take it deeper so that people can understand what we are talking about mm -hmm. look closely in the book of genesis chapter numbers mm -hmm. uh, uh, but before i come to uh, genesis i want to bring you to john 6 63. jesus wow. says though the flesh profits nothing but part b is deep he says the words that i speak they are spirit mm -hmm. and their life mm -hmm. conversations are not word encounters they are spirit encounters mm. I, I don't know if you understood mm. what i said mm. words mm. spoken mm. are life they are life-giving. Many people have not understood the power of words. We do not have... Now, now, now I want to I wanna leave you thinking very deeply as you go, as we begin to touch down. Consider this. The devil, we do not have scriptural reference of the serpent having sexual intercourse with mm -hmm. Eve. Allow mm -hmm. me to put, it, to put it as crude as that. We don't mm -hmm. have evidence... Of the mm -hmm. devil having sexual intercourse with Eve. Mm -hmm. But a few chapters down, we hear the Bible recording that Eve gave birth to two children. Mm. Abel and Cain. And the Bible says Cain was of the devil. What does mm. that mean? Mm. It means Cain, 
He had the DNA of the devil. How was the DNA of wickedness, cruelty, and murder infused into Cain? Mm. Mm. People might go deep and try to say, well, blah, blah, blah. But if we let scripture interpret scripture, I would tell you that conversations have the power to influence DNA. They have Very the true. power to decide who you become. Mm. I believe in the conversation that Eve had with the serpent. That is where the corruption of the seed in mm -hmm. Eve happened. Mm -hmm. That mm -hmm. resulted in Eve giving birth to a son who was bent towards wickedness and who had yes. DNA towards murder. Yes. That's deep. Some of us, we end up being people we never wanted to be. And we wonder, where did it come from? It came from conversations. Let me give you more evidence. Mm. Scripture says, do not be deceived, right? Bad mm -hmm. company corrupts good, good morals, mm -hmm. right? Good habits. In other words, the people you hang around with, they decide your behavior. They decide. But, wow. Yeah. But how is it that your behavior is changed by people you hang around with? You can't hang around people and keep quiet. As you hang around, you start oh. having conversations. Oh. And conversations are seeds of thought. Mm. Mm. Conversations mm. become seeds mm. of mindsets. If you hang around people that believe in poverty, they start sowing seeds of poverty in your life. Mm. Before you mm. know it, those seeds are going to be a harvest. You hang mm. around people that don't believe in chastity and marriage. Eventually, those words are going to be a fruit in your life. Mm. Mm. You hang around mm. people that don't believe in progress, who are comfortable in mediocrity. Eventually, your life is going to become like that. Mm. But it's all beginning from conversations. Mm. This is deep and this is incredible. We can't exhaust this in one night. But uh, we continue tomorrow, God willing. We're going to continue tomorrow, God willing. Yes. Unless you are. Who is saying I'm being tremendously blessed here today? Who is saying I'm being tremendously blessed here today? My God, my God, my God. This is incredible. This mm. is incredible. This is incredible. So, Minister D, what are your parting remarks? What are your parting words? Um, I would say that each and every person, wherever you are from this part of the world, anywhere in the world, I believe that God has mandated something and has deposited something inside of you something that cannot be contested it's too late for it to be dead it's too late for it to be taken away from your spirit but god has already implanted it in you for you to become there are a lot of people who are waiting for you to become so that you help them and you help propel their visions so you ignoring what god has put inside of you in the confines of purpose you are killing that person who believes in you and that person who is in your shadow, 
because sometimes you are the only Jesus anyone is going to see. You are the only church that any person is going to attend to by conversation. So I believe that in you lies an answer for humanity, an answer for destiny, an answer for visions, and in you lies that which God has purposefully created in completion. So I believe that as we continue with this podcast with the bishop, let us become, because we have no option than to just to become. Thank you, Bishop. Thank you, Dad. Awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. The Lord is building his body. He's building his corporate son. He's building the church. But why are we talking about you? Why are we dealing with you, knowing you, becoming the fullness of who you are? Listen to what I'm about to say now. The fullness of the corporate can only be realized when individuals that make up that corporate body come in their fullness. If you do not become the fullness of who God has called you to become, the body is never going to come into its fullness. That is the reason why I don't understand insecure fathers and insecure mentors who fight their daughters, their sons, and their children from becoming the best they are supposed to become. When each and every one of you become the fullness of who God called you to become, then the body of Christ is becoming the fullness of what it's supposed to be. If a crate of drinks or a crate of water is supposed to be made of four 500 milliliter bottles to constitute two liters. If any of the 500 mils is half, you can never have the two liters that you're supposed to have. For many a time, many of us have sabotaged the kingdom because we have not become the fullness of who we are supposed to become. But the time is now. The hour has come for you to be intentional, walking into destiny, right through and through the pathway of the purpose of God for your life. God richly bless you. I trust this has been incredible and has been a blessing to you. Praise the name of Jesus. Before you go, Minister D, where is your book being found? I saw many people are already, uh, some people are already asking here, where can we get this book? Okay, thank you, Bishop. Um, right now, the uh, hard copies in Harare, in, Mas in anywhere in Zimbabwe, we can get you the hard copy. And we are working very, very hard to upload it on Amazon so that the globe can also tap into the perspective and the eyesight of becoming. So in Harare, we can, we can definitely hook you up or anywhere in Zimbabwe. Awesome stuff. So in a few weeks, we'll definitely have it on Amazon, okay? In a few yeah. weeks, we'll definitely have it on Amazon, all right? And um, once more, we celebrate you, uh, Minister Decent Paul. Uh, I, for one, am so proud of you for the incredible, brilliant stuff. Thank you, brilliant man. stuff. Um, this is the kind of stuff that we want to see. And we want to see more and more of this out of the kingdom and out of the body you make jesus you make the kingdom look good 
You know, you make the kingdom. I, I, I love people that reflect the intelligence of God and mm. that show the world that our God is a thinking God and we have the mind of Christ. And this is the kind of stuff that we want to see. And I pray the blessing of the Lord and the impartation of the reality of this message and mantle upon your life. I decree and declare that every one of you is walking in the fullness of who God has ordained you to become. Even in this season, may there be alignment and may you hear God in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening, during the day and in the night. Let there be, let there be an alignment in the name of Jesus for you to be able to become the fullness of who God called you to become. God richly, richly bless you. Praise the name of Jesus. Tomorrow, we're going to have some good time as well. And we're starting early tomorrow, 10 p.m. We are not going to spend much time waiting. So I know some of you, sometimes you wait until later to join in. 10 p.m. we are live. We're going to start early because we want to have also some time to pray with you. And we also want to have even some time to open phone lines so that people can call in and ask questions and then we can be able to answer those questions is that all right with you so make sure um you jump in 10 p.m you jump in and we will start early if you have not followed hope universe be quick to be able to hit the host button there hope universe and follow tell somebody to tell somebody that you know what stop this nonsense of chasing people who are making noise and there's no substance bay is a portal where power is moving lives are changing insights are available you will change in a vivid. be intentional about the person that you want to become the bottom is overcrowded there's room for you at the top i'm so excited about the future and i hope you are committed and excited about your future too god richly bless you the bible says the lord gave the word great was the company that made it known we want to thank the great company of partners that are helping us to push the gospel and push this message that you know what there is in us that we are in god for we are created in his image the desire of god is for us to become that which we are and which we were in him when he created us to become i decree and declare inevitably you are you will and you will surely become all that god has created you to become and we want to thank all our partners who are helping us to push this platform those that are giving our ministry details always scroll on the on the platform there if you want to give and if you want to be part of what we are doing god richly bless you i know some of you have actually made this platform your spiritual home because of the places where you are god richly bless you praise the name of jesus be faithful um to partner with us so that we can be able to make the gospel known otherwise god richly richly bless you praise the name of jesus glory be to god glory be to the name of jesus i trust this has been a blessing to you so tomorrow Tell somebody to tell somebody that we will be right back here. Praise the name of Jesus. I yet have another wonderful surpri surprise coming in for you tomorrow. It might be a triple tight band. It's going to be awesome. Praise the name of Jesus. I have a mega surprise for you tomorrow. All right. You know, there's always surprises on Hope Universe. So tomorrow, make sure you don't miss. If you want to receive my daily devotional, my daily devotional, the 3D, Daily Destiny Dialogue. 3D, Daily Destiny Dialogue. Please 
get a hold of those numbers that are scrolling on the on this on uh, uh, in the comment bar right now send a message there and request to be put in the uh, subscribers group where you can be able to receive a daily dose of encouragement a word from god every morning so please do request to be put in that particular um, group of subscribers so you can be able to directly receive the free d right in your inbox some of you have been seeing this on other people's statuses and whatsapp uh, on whatsapp and facebook and so forth you can actually receive it directly in your inbox otherwise god richly richly bless you praise god we trust this podcast has been profitable to your incredible journey you are the next wonder on your way to happen somewhere god bless you That's why I trust you, Lord, now.